from architecture to painting and sculpture, literature to live music and theater. Radio 111 presents Bonnie G and Brian Mendoza with The Desert Scene, your connection to culture and entertainment in the desert cities. Here's Bonnie and Brian. And welcome to The Desert Scene. I'm Bonnie G here with Brian Mendoza, my producer and cohort. Um, We're we're so happy to welcome to the show today Glenn Rosenblum, who I love this bio. He is described as a busy celebrity talent broker, lecturer, vocalist, (laughs) actor, and musical mensch. I love that. Hi, Glenn. How are you? I'm good. I'm just a hyphenate, hyphenate, hyphenate. <laughs> yes, a man, a Renaissance man. That's what I like. I, I like that term because I wear a lot of hats too. Okay, so I love that. I'll take that. Yeah, I'll, that's good. I, I will accept that, Bonnie. Okay. All right. So we just recently spoke to uh, your buddy Eileen Graff, and this show sounds so so exciting. Coming up um, Thursday, Jan- uh, June twenty third, seven p.m. at CV Rep, uh, Broadway Showstoppers, the musicals of the nineteen seventies. So tell us a little bit about how this she said you guys did this years ago i guess on a cruise ship just sort of the first rend, uh, rendition of it basically yeah we uh eileen and i met on the high seas on crystal cruises even though in la we lived like i think we lived a five minute walk from one another wow. but we never met each other there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, I was lecturing about musical theater and performing a cabaret act, which I'm also doing at CV Rep. Mm -hmm. And um, I also did an hour with Eileen talking about her Broadway career on Crystal Cruises. So this um, evening that we're doing on June 23rd is sort of a hybrid of, of my lectures about musicals of the 70s. And then to quote Mr. Manuel, um, she was in the room where it happened, you know. She mm-hmm. was on Broadway of the 70s from show to show. So um, I just love that she's going to be able to share uh, what it was like being in that gritty city in the yeah. 70s. Yeah. So I want to go back here. So you uh, have a Bachelor of Arts degree in theater from School of Theater, Film, and Television at UCLA. So what was your... Uh, when you were young, what was your goal at that time? Did you have the goal, I'm going to be a Renaissance man and do all these different things? Or was there, did you want to be an actor first? Or how, how did your career sort of evolve? I think I wanted to be an actor first. You mm-hmm. know, I wanted to be the next Joel Gray or the mm-hmm. next Anthony Newley. Um, and I hightailed it right to New York when I graduated in 1982. And I hit the pavement I hit that pavement, Mm -hmm. you know, auditioning, going to cattle calls, that kind of thing. And, um, of course, also always having um, a survival job, as we do. Yes. I cleaned cleaned apartments. Wow. Okay. Um, Yeah. So um, that was my that was my trajectory, as Mm -hmm. they say. Um, But, you know, um, goals change and life changes. Yeah. And um, I started branching out. And so and so what was your uh, what was your first branch, new branch? My first new branch, when I moved, I moved back to L.A. in 1989, I um did I worked for a company that managed uh, celebrities, but also book celebrities for personal appearances and endorsements. Mm-hmm. So I learned that business, and um, 
it gave me uh, an insight to the business and to both sides of the uh, the coin, as as it as it is, um, both the artist side and the um, agent side. In a way, you know, I acted like a, a, a well, I was I was a broker. I was able to go to any talent agency and and hook a celebrity up with a an ad agency or a PR firm, mm-hmm. and I still do that. I have my own company called Celebrity Access Incorporated, and I I still do it. And I'm my own business now. I it's me myself and I and my three dogs. Wow. Okay. And so so do you ever find it challenging, kind of juggling all of your hats? Um, and so you, and you also go around and you still do lectures about the business here and there. No, I don't. You know what's so interesting? During the pandemic, I think the the secret got out that it's it's quite easy to be your own boss and work at home. Right. And uh, once people realize that they don't have to sit in an office with maybe someone staring at them, are you really working? Right. You get more done. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Yes. Right. And I see also you got an honor. Broadwayworld.com called you the new Prince of Los Angeles Cabaret. Wow. That, How that's, do you like that? Yeah. Was that, were you surprised yeah. by that? I was shocked, yeah. Bonnie, because I had <laughs> never done a cabaret show uh, before in my life. Um, I, I admired the art form, but I always thought it would be the scariest thing on earth. Mm-hmm. But a uh, friend challenged me to put an act together, which I did. And you know what? I have the best time. Time, yeah. And, um, yeah. And, well, you're a performer. You know it's am. really kind of fun. Yes. Yeah. And um, that's the show that I'm going to be doing again on August 11th at the CV Rep. Glenn mm-hmm. Rosenblum is the musical man. Yes. Going to share my obsession with musicals. You know, I was at, and I was asking Eileen the same question. I, somebody once told me, and I know it wasn't him, he got it from someone else, that the art of cabaret is being yourself on stage on purpose. And I thought that was so you know interesting. What? That is so excellent, and oh, I, I would I think that I passed the test because mm-hmm. I am um, myself, mm-hmm. and you get to know who I am, and th- right. those are the most interesting cabaret shows, aren't they? Yes, absolutely. Um, you you want to get you want to know a little bit more about that person when you leave than you did when you came in. Exactly. You know, I took a master class with the my one of my idols, Barbara Cook. May mm-hmm. she rest in peace. Oh, yeah, she was great, and Barbara. Barbara Cook told the class, "You know what? There, there's a mil- There are a million people who can sing and mm-hmm. can carry a tune, right. but there aren't a million people who can tell a story while doing it." Right. And I thought that was the most profound. Um, it's so simple, isn't it? It feels like, oh, yes. of course, that that makes the most sense, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Yeah, but and not not everyone not does it well. The, right, and it's not always about the notes. Mm-hmm. And it's not always about the um, the 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 instrument, you right. know. Um, there's 
many singers in their later years, their voices aren't what they used to be, but it doesn't matter mm-hmm. because they can still tell a story and that's what you care about. Exactly, exactly. You'd rather, I, and I've heard this from other people, I'd rather hear someone with maybe not the most perfect voice, but somebody that's engaging and riveting and tells a great story than a perfect voice, but somebody leaves you cold. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I yeah. couldn't agree more. But I think the epitome of that was the fabulous singer Mabel Mercer. Not the best voice on earth, but boy, was she riveting. Yeah. Those, you know, you're just wonderful. If anyone listening out there doesn't know who she is, Google, Google, Google Mabel <laughs> Mercer. So, uh, <laughs> so, and I'm gl- guessing that that what well, the things we just talked about. When you get a chance to go see someone else, when you have time off and you go get to go see another musical performer, is that what you're looking for to see in here? Is to be moved to hear a story that's interesting? It's true. Yeah, I want to know. I want to learn something about that performer. Uh, that I didn't know before I, I, I walked in. And mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that you need to know their entire life story, right. but you want to have connected with them. Yes. You know, um, like you had a cocktail or you had lunch with them mm-hmm. and you learned something. Yeah. Those are the best evenings. Yeah. So I'm looking. Don't you think, Bonnie? Abs- those are the greatest. Absolutely. No question. So I'm looking at some of the role, musical comedy roles you've done. Uh, Nathan and Guys and Dolls. I did Adelaide years and years and years ago. Um, uh, <laughs> Seymour and Little Shop of Horrors. Is there, is there one role that stands out for you that was sort of um, your favorite when you look back? Oh, I would have to say Seymour and Little Shop of Horrors. Okay. Little Shop of Horror, it's just such a perfect, perfect um, musical. It's so funny, clever, witty. Yeah. Uh, it's just wonderful. Yeah. It's just wonderful. And you know, all the Seymours graduate to Mr. Mushnick as they get older. Now okay. I'm auditioning for Mr. Mushnick. It happens. Yeah, it happens. It but happens. You know, but that's... All- <laughs> but, but, but what's great is that there are roles that you can graduate to. You know, there are roles, especially in musical yes. comedy, there are there are roles for folks, both men and women, who, you know, start getting a little bit older, which is really nice to hear. Yeah. yeah. So, so um, we're looking for, now about piano, real quick, piano. Were you self-taught on piano or did you take uh, years of lessons? No. Self-taught wow. at age three, I sat down and started playing the piano. If I could hear it, I could play it. Wow. And if I could hum it, I could play it. So my parents, and I talk about this in my show, The Musical Man, my parents would take me to see um, musicals practically every week. I grew up right outside of New York City. Mm-hmm. And then I'd come home at age four and play the entire score of On a Clear Day You Could See Forever. Oh, I my was one of those kids. Gosh, that's my, my partner, Eric, he's a self-taught pianist and plays professionally. And it, makes me, it really makes me sick sometimes because I took lessons for eight years and all I can do is pound out jingle bells i mean i can read music but i don't oh, have you are. <laughs> i don't have that kind of gift so i um, admire you well glenn i'm looking this show looks so exciting coming up uh thursday june 23rd 7 p.m glenn rosenbloom with eileen graf broadway showstoppers the musicals of the 1970s uh you can get tickets at cvrep.org thank you so much for being here what a love what a joy speaking with you and break a leg have a wonderful oh. show Thank you. This was so much fun. Thank you so much, Bonnie. I hope to see you soon. I, me too. I hope to. Maybe I can make it to the show. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. And thank all of you for listening. We'll be back next time on The Desert Scene.